the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max, the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement as always on the Max Out Savings Show. One of Houston's top financial radio shows. We've been on the air for, uh, wow, well over 10 years. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff I've got, yeah, it's 10, 12, 13 years now, 12 years. So uh been a long time talking about savings, talking about investment, and uh, understanding the world today. And so we've got a lot to talk about here today uh, with, with the markets. Uh very volatile week. Uh, we always try to start the show talking about savings and investments, and uh, and really the importance of saving money, uh, investing conservatively, uh, and then saving aggressively. So, which means you want to save as much as you can. And, and our we our main thing is is your company savings plan or your your government savings plan, or depending on what you have, four oh four hundred one k four hundred three b. 457, the different types of programs out there, you put away 10% plus the company match, gets you 13, 14%. Uh, that's about where you need to be to be saving money to build up wealth. Now, a lot of people don't can't quite do it. We'll save at least 5%. At a minimum, save the company, uh, save up to the company match, which is 5% in some cases. Some cases it's 3 whatever but that's like free money that's like basically saying look we'll double your money in some cases they match 50% up to 6 or 7% or 8% so if you put in 8% they give you 4% even then that's a guaranteed 50% return and it's surprising the percentages of people out there that don't even do that and and and, and so if you're not there you just have to make some decisions it's tough it's not easy uh, make some cutbacks but it's almost imp- the one of the reasons we talk all about this. It's almost impossible to save money, uh, and and then put your money away at the end of the month into the bank account. People t- tend to spend up to whatever they're earning. People say, "Well, if I can just make fifty thousand dollars, I'll put away. You know, I'll start saving money." <laughs> and it's and then they spend up to that, and then they go, "If I can just make a hundred thousand dollars," they say, and "There's people that make a million dollars a year and somehow manage to spend it." I mean, how many athletes have we seen in bankruptcy out there? It, it, it and it's it's just because of that. And uh, uh, it was uh, 
And so if you don't have that saving method there, you're just going to be in trouble. So you want to pay pay yourself first, first, put away the money first for retirement. And then from there, uh, you can spend the rest of your money and do with what, what you want. And, and, and so if you want to buy $6 Starbucks coffee is fine, but first put away the money into the savings plan, 10% minimum. Once you get past age 50, that's when you want to start aggressively really hitting the, the savings uh, much harder because you're coming up on that ramp. Most people are, are, are retiring at 65 uh, a lot of our clients are retiring till 70, but it just depends. And it, but, but, but you want to start, uh, putting away the money ahead of time for retirement. And, and, and typically in, in your twenties, thirties, forties, uh, you're really, uh, spending money for the house, building up, spending college money. But as you get into your later fifties, the kids are hopefully gone. And, and so, uh, then you can save more money, which is exciting. Uh, the, Speaking of that, uh, my, my son actually graduated from Texas A&M this week, uh, and uh, so that was exciting. It was up there uh, Friday for the uh, graduation. Uh, he, he got a uh, bachelor's in electrical engineering, and so <laughs> we're thrilled. And and so it, it was really interesting uh, seeing A&M, go, see the, seeing the graduation. It, it's just remarkable. There's people from all over the world graduating look at the number of bachelors the number of masters the, the phd candidates you were reading what some of these people were doing it was just extraordinary i couldn't even figure it out and uh and some of them even were in my degree and some of them were like what uh it, it, it really remarkable people at a&m uh i had dinner with a uh department head uh the new architectural engineering school up there. I don't know if you all know the, the uh, not it's engineering architectural engineering uh, department, and, and which is is really amazing. He was explaining how they had to go about getting building up the uh, starting the department. It's not just a matter of of getting the uh, the engineering department to agree. You've got to get the uh, it's got to go to the board of regents. It's got to go to the state. Uh, it, it, it's pretty amazing, and, and and buildings have gotten so complicated that. There's much, uh, tremendous amounts of engineering going in buildings. I I, I think uh, uh, the uh, the uh, president of the university actually made some comments about so uh, Aggie engineers are the ones that designed the uh, the the building in Dubai, the tallest building in the world, and and so we have uh, the engineering school uh, uh, has is putting in an architectural engineering school, and and so listening to uh, per, uh, Professor Atif talk about this. Uh, it was was just amazing at how he's he's setting the department up and and, how, and one of the things they wanted to know one of the things he's really excited about was he's come up with some plans to help the kids pay for school. He was even saying some of the kids that are coming in the freshman year in architectural engineering he's actually arranged some internships for them ahead of time for the summer, which is just remarkable because they're they're, they're very cognizant of the cost of college today and and so he felt like he could really come up with a, do do a tremendous amount of 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 work with uh, internships and things like that to help industry and industry is really supporting this degree because there's such a demand. It's a new architectural engineering uh, department at, at Texas A and M, which is which is neat. I don't know if it's a department, but it's a degree. Uh, but it's really fascinating just to see the people. A and M has so many people from all over the world. And so one of them talking, very very high level person, and he. He he he'd worked all over the world in Paris and uh, uh, London and uh, New York, I think, and uh, Ottawa, places like that. And 
it, it, he he said how much he was talking about how much he loves A and M and the people at A and M and really it was he he's not sure he could go back to those other places which is really fascinating, uh, the quality of A and M but it was really exciting uh, and uh, it's really interesting to see I myself have been Aggie so of course I'm excited but uh, anyway uh, so uh, but but you have to you you're having to to to, to pay for help pay for your kids education and that slows down retirement and, and so as you get into your 50s you want to really start ramping up later on and, and that's one of the the more important things uh to to do is is to understand as you get closer to retirement you want to put more money away generally people make more money in their 50s and 60s and can afford to put away a lot more money in, in into retirement and, and so you want to remember. You want to save aggressively as possible, and it really, I, I, what one of our big fears going forward is is enormous numbers of people out there living on Social Security, which isn't bad, quite frankly. Many of them are pretty happy, but but the concern is if we ever get an inflation, I think it's going to cause real problems, and 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 we have we've had inflation out there. We talk, we, just, we just talked about college. The two biggest expenses that have gone up for inflation have been college. In healthcare, I, I think college actually might be higher. It's just been extraordinarily expensive. But one of the things that's happened is we've been able to become much more efficient in manufacturing, much more efficient in distribution, and the in co- the cost of building things and doing things have have fallen. So things are much cheaper than they used to be on a real basis just because we've been able to do that. We're coming we're we're coming to the end of about twenty or thirty years of of, of tremendous innovation, of di- distribution cost. I, I, I remember uh, years ago, you know, we would go out and get strawberries or corn or different things from the from the country, and you could get much better deals. You'd load up on them and bring it back when you're out visiting somebody or something. Nowadays, there really isn't much savings from doing that, from going down to the HEB, because distribution has been so has become so efficient. I mean, you can, you can buy something and have it shipped from California. I've I've literally bought things in it literally within the next week and sometimes the same week they arrive in from China, which is just extraordinary. It, and, and so this has cut the distribution cost way down. It, and so that's all been flowed through the system. That's starting to come to the end. You're starting to see the cost of things go up. You're seeing the cost of labor go up. And you're seeing the cost now we've got tariffs in place and we're going to start limiting how much we can bring in from outside the United States. So your cost over time are going to start rising. You're going to see more inflation through the system. The Federal Reserve is is continuing to print money. They're they're going to talking about right now they're quantitatively tightening, tightening. That's going to end in a couple months here and they're going to start loosening. The European Central Bank is going to be engaged in quantitative easing. There's zero interest rates. Mario Draghi has said they he for all practical purpose he will drown the planet in money if that's what it takes to get the economy going. Now, never mind the economy in Europe in the last 10 years has gone exactly nowhere with all this money, free money and zero interest rates. But that doesn't make any difference. Eventually, this is going to kick in into an inflationary norm. All of this money has flowed up to the financial markets and is circling the globes, uh, cutting up asset prices, particularly in the United States. That's starting to come to an end. And the danger is that money starts cascading down and raining down into the economies around the world in, in an inflationary bias, which was what I think is going to happen. And what we think is going to happen is is going to be 
issues with with currencies and 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 different things and we've written a lot about this in the max out savings report uh our max out savings report in june we wrote about uh currency wars are starting up we worried about buy you want to purchase look at the gold and the silver market beginning the next leg up of the bull market the uh we had one leg up back in in early 2000 which we caught ahead we wrote about in the report ahead of time and told you about it we have the next leg starting up and we said currency wars is one way it's going to play out what broke out this week in china with china is a massive currency war as pretty much as we predicted interestingly we, we wrote about that report if they couldn't get a deal at the g7 to try g20 to try to push the dollar down then you were gonna you were gonna see these currency wars start to break out, and that's pretty much what happened. I'm not even convinced that the tariffs were the real reason for the Chinese dropping, dropping their their currency. Typically, understand these big big G20 meetings. Typically, the, these agreements to push the dollar up or down, they're never announced, but they you sort of you see them happen a couple a week or week or two later. And that you didn't see that happen this time. It it kept going up, and that was a signal of what's going to happen. So, uh, look, uh, very volatile market. We're going to be discussing that here later segment of the show. Uh, but clearly, things are changing, and 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 so you can't depend on the government. They're, they're recklessly spending money. Uh, the, the they can't even get a budget done. We I, I think we do. I think we do five or six budgets. It's actually not just one big budget. They have five or six big budgets. They've been doing this for like 20 years. They've not been able to com- accomplish it more than a couple times. It's going to spin out of control, and it is going to blow up, and that's why you want to protect yourself in that type of environment and understand so you have to save more money to try in, in, in order to protect yourself for the future. And the, the good thing is when we started this show 12 years ago, the savings rate was about 0.5%. It was one of the lowest in history. We talked about the need to save money. The savings rate is going up. We're seeing 5 6% savings rates now. Which is fantastic because many people in the country are now getting it. They're worried. They're concerned. And you should be, too. So tell you what, we're coming up here in a break on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got any questions or comments, this is a live show on on Saturdays. We have, There's a replay on Sunday. You can also listen by going to AM 1070, The Answer, KNTH's website, to listen live anywhere in the world. And uh, we'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. And trouble seems to have been on the way lately in the stock market. And it looks, uh, the, uh, you know, look, what can I say about this market? Uh, It's just, if you look at it this week on a weekly basis, uh, it didn't seem like the the S&P was off about a half a percent. The NASDAQ was was down, uh, you know, a point five five percent. You go, hey Ted, what's the problem here? But but if you look at it, the Dow Jones was in a thousand point range, extremely volatile market, and it's all over the place. Uh, the market plunged the week before, uh, basically Friday, late Friday, uh, Thursday, starting Thursday into Friday, uh, as the trade war broke out, and 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 then it, it had a huge sell off on Monday. And then t- some Tuesday. Uh, and so what happened? Why did the market go up? Look, a couple things. The selling was out of the way. It was also people hedging and, and getting more defensive. But understand, over the weekend, uh, basically, a lot of phone calls went out to people. And uh, the uh, opportunity, the stock market was cheap. And so a lot of people rushed back in to take advantage of the dip. Uh, I'm sure Goldman's, Goldman Sachs... Uh, uh, corporate trading desk where they were, you know, where they were doing this, the, the buyback desk was was probably, you know, the, those phone lines were probably uh, burning up it, it, because, uh, you know, all these, the, the, either the Goldman's calling them up saying, hey, the stock is cheaper, we can buy a lot more volumes picked up, let's increase the stock, let us buy more of the stock, or the, the company calls up and saying, hey, the stock's down 10%, uh, let's buy a whole bunch more, and so a, a, an enormous amount of buying came into the market. It, 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 and so that stable delight that lies the market here near term. I, I don't think this lasts very long. Uh, I, I, I do think that the trade war with China really took a much tougher turn. And the uh, president is raising uh, tariffs uh, in September on uh, uh, $300 billion worth of a lot of consumer goods like Apple phones and things like that, 10%. What everybody paid a lot of attention that the Chinese uh, came out last weekend and they basically said uh, they, they they dropped the peg on the so so Donald Trump raises the rate the tariffs three hundred billion dollars ten percent on the consumer goods the Chinese come back 
it, and what they do is they broke the peg. Uh, it wasn't a peg. It's not a peg, but the the uh, they were holding the dollar, the the Chinese yuan, underneath the seven to a dollar. It it went above it, which means they weakened the Chinese yuan. And underneath a critical level of seven, and as as the Chinese yuan weakened, people realized that the Chinese were were going to sit there and 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 try to force everybody's hand by by cutting cutting the the, the currency. And the president declared them uh, trade uh, uh, currency manipulators, saying that they're manipulating their currency uh, to keep. To to imp- increase imports. I mean, I, I personally, I think the Chinese have been trying to hold up their dollar because of this, and I I don't think it. And, and talks uh, uh, with suppliers that bring products into the United States, they're telling me that they can make things cheaper in Hanoi, uh, in, in Vietnam, in Indonesia, in the Philippines, and places like that, or Thailand. So I don't think the currency, the, the big currency manipulators, are, without a doubt, are the Europeans. Uh, it, but but this is so uh, President Trump retaliated very quickly. And, and the Chinese also says that they're not buying any more farm products. That's the bigger story, because what this is telling you is, is the Chinese go, look, we think Donald Trump's weakness is the farmers. If we can put the hammers to the American farmers, they won't vote for Donald Trump. They're going to vote for the Democrats. The Democrats will rush over and then we'll be it'll be back to business as usual, uh, taking American jobs, taking uh, uh American tech, stealing American technology, and uh, and and basically running rampant over the American people, and so so their bet is is look, we can force President Trump out of office. Make no mistake, this is a hardball trade war, uh, and yeah, the Chinese feel like we're trying to 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 come after them and destroy them. Uh, we we really have a very, in fairness to the Chinese. The Chinese got away with what we let them get away with. I mean, I've heard more than a couple stories of of senior Chinese people going, we can't believe what the Americans let us. They they just, you know, every time we'd come up to the negotiating table, they would just fold. They never wanted it. They they didn't want any drama. They never wanted any problems. They weren't willing to stand up for their people because they they were just while they were concerned about was political expediency and so basically the chinese took everything they could from they people don't understand how much we got out of germany after world war 2 it wasn't just the people for the a bomb it wasn't just the people for the rocketry it, it was enormous amounts of everything from chemicals to to uh to automotive, all types of of technology, we were we brought back to the United States, and 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 it gave us a jump forward. The Chinese have stolen from the American people. At least, I'll say ten times, and I think a, an honest assessment is probably a hundred times what we got out of Germany, maybe fifty times what we got out of Germany. It's it's been the biggest wholesale transfer of technology the planet has ever seen has been in the last twenty years, right underneath the nose of Republican and and Democratic presidents, and, and the Chinese have done this, and, and it put us at disadvantage, and we're going to be dealing with this for the next 20 years and Americans' futures aren't going to be good because we had presidents that were asleep on the watch and allowed this type of stuff to happen. And Donald Trump is not going to do it. He's standing up for the American people. And the Chinese now are getting tough because they're trying to take out Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, you know the, the Democrats' uh, presidential candidates' best friends are the Chinese. 
And never mind the Russians. I mean, the Russians are a joke. I mean, for what they steal from us, they it's it's nothing. And uh, but and so so a lot of people aren't paying as much attention to the farm issues where they're stopping all purchasing of farms. Donald Trump get once they did that, he said, look. They're not going to do business with Huawei at all. They they had they they've had numerous applications uh, through the uh, some of the uh, national security uh, edicts we have to be exempted to do business with Huawei. A lot of the big semiconductor companies they were going to kind of wave most of those through, and and but instead it's taken a hardball thing. Again, hardball trade war. Okay, this is this is like this is like heavy battle during World War II right now as far as the trade war goes. And so what we're dealing with is is a very tough situation. And we're dealing with currency wars. And one of the reasons why I don't think it's completely the tariffs that did it with the with the Chinese is keep in mind the Europeans keep dropping their 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 currencies and depreciating their currencies engaged in quantitative easing and zero interest rates under Mar- Mario Draghi to depreciate their currency. Well, if the, if if the Amer- if the Chinese are trying to hold their currency up against the dollar because they don't want to have problems with us, then as Europeans keep cutting their currency, the Europeans can undercut the Chinese. And so basically what we're seeing is a global trade war, which we have talked about in this show for well over a year. This is what we were concerned is happening. It's breaking out. So I think it's time to really be cautious in these markets. I think it's very that much time to have a defensive plan in place with higher levels of cash uh, in uh, bonds, short-term bonds, Safety and high quality and, and uh, the precious metals, those type of things are, are what's happening in, in this type of market. And, and the market's giving you a little bit of a reprieve. I don't, I don't think this is over with at all. So let's take uh, – well, see if we have any questions. Uh, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. That's 713-339-1070, and we'll get your questions answered. Uh we also just sent out our max out savings report, which we, in my hand, I have it. It went out Thursday. And uh, if you didn't get it, sometimes things get kicked in the junk mailbox or just drop me another email saying, Ted, I did not get the max out savings report. Please send it. We'll make sure it went out. Uh, talk a lot about what's happening in the world today. And uh, the uh, so the looking at that and are we going to get that call there? Oh, there we go. And I talk about, uh, I have a fascinating chart, which I'm going to go over later in the show on the, 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 the weighting of the energy sector in the S and P 500. Uh, if you, if you can call back again, 713-339-1070. The, if you look at the the weighting of the S, of the of the energy sector in the S and P five hundred back in two thousand eight when things were booming and China really ran up all the asset all the commodity prices around the world, oil hit sixteen over sixteen percent of the of the of the total index, which means sixteen percent of the S and P five hundred was oil energy stocks. Uh, now we're back down to about five and a half percent of the total weighting in energy in, in, in oil and gas. And that's a couple things. It's got to do with things haven't gone well in the shale. It it's gotten it also has to do with the 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 situation uh with with a lot of uh, there's a lot of pressure 
from East Coast elites and environmentalists on money managers to reduce energy exposure. And so a lot of the companies are selling out uh, some of the big oil companies and other oil companies and reducing their exposure. So between lower oil prices, problems in the in the uh, shale, and, and pressure from the environmentalists, we're seeing oil oil PE multiples are, are, are relatively extremely cheap compared to the rest of the market. There's a huge spread between the multiples of the market and the energy sector, particularly for the big, big companies. And and so I, I think going into the fall, it's going to be a good time to buy energies. I, I think they're still under a lot of pressure in here. Uh, natural gas is near record lows, and we're going to see some more shakeouts in the industry. It's going to give them opportunities, especially for the big companies to take advantage of these problems in the sector. Let's take a call from Robert. Hey, Robert, how you doing? Uh, very good today, and uh, I hope your day is going as good as mine. Yes, it is. All right, I have a, I have a concern, and uh, I'm sure if anybody knows the answer to this one, you do. I am concerned that all bonds uh, or corporate, whether they consider them AAA, BBB, whatever, I consider them all to be junk. And the particular corporation I work for, they've levered up so much on one asset I know is worth $11 million. They borrowed $130 million. That tells me it's junk. So they're they're either gonna they're either gonna grow their way out of it, or there's gonna be a huge credit contraction, as Trump would say. So yeah. is there gonna be a huge credit contraction before the end of the year in the corporate bond market? And do you consider corporate bonds any better than junk bonds? Uh, but that's a great question. Look, I, I think you really hit on something there. I, I, I think that the, the sector overall, the, the sector overall is is in trouble. Now, if it's a double A or triple A bond, those things are pretty pretty solid bonds. There's not a lot of them out there. I wouldn't worry too much about that. And even the A-rated corporates are, are generally pretty good. The the real concern out there is is the triple B bonds, which is investment grade. The A minuses. Some of these companies, if they get in trouble, are going to get kicked into junk very quickly. And when that happens, there's not there's there's a lot of, of pensions, there's a lot of of, of of foundations, there's a lot of different big money out there that really can invest in junk bonds. And so they're going to be, or they they can only have a certain percentage in junk. When there's an enormous amount of triple B debt out there, if that gets downgraded to junk, it's going to overwhelm the junk market, causing selling, which is going to cause problems. On top of that, as I agree with you, there are too many companies have over-levered their balance sheets in this environment. They've taken advantage of, of low interest rates, which they assume will be there forever, and high asset prices. Uh, the high asset prices, as you point out, the, the, the asset that you know was worth so-and-so could be worth a lot less, and then that's going to get them in trouble. They've also per They've also borrowed on their balance sheet to purchase stock at, at, at record valuations. So when the stocks fall off, all that money they spent could be only worth 50%. And, and we're already seeing a lot of companies in that thing. And so I think you want to stay away from the lower quality investment grade sector now. We're in government bonds right now. Uh, some CDs, treasuries, those type of things uh, in, in, in short to medium range uh, waiting for and then as as things deteriorate either later this year or sometime next year in the corporate market and the, and the spreads go way up, then we're going to move into the sector. By the way, Robert, I'm not the only one saying that. If you if you read the research at the, at, the, at the Fed, if you read it at the IMF, the Bank of International Settlements, they talk about problems all over the world. Uh, the, the corporate United States corporate debt market is what really 
keeps popping up. Listening to Chairman uh, Powell talk here recently, he, you know, he, I've listened to a couple of his talks, and he goes, "Well, this is fine here. Corporate U.S. consumers actually in pretty good shape here, and uh, emerging market." But he gets corporate debt. We ha- these people all have big concerns about debt in corporate America right now. It's it's it's, it's at the very high end of the range for cash, uh, for debt to cash flow. Uh, on on this the, on these thirty forty fifty year cycles and and so it's a problem so avoid the sector. Okay, thank you. And then uh, one last thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Going along the same lines, I heard that only one state out of or all the states in the U.S. has a solvent state pension fund for their firemen, uh, policemen, and teachers, etc. And they're overexposed to this corporate uh, bond so-called AAA stuff, and I think it's all junk myself, just like the real estate. But uh, your opinion on that, if you have time. Uh, yeah, look, uh, I think companies, uh, I think states in the South are going to be in pretty good shape. They've, they've not, they've got strong economies, but they have smaller governments that can afford it. If you look at New York, Illinois in particular, Illinois is going to end up in bankruptcy. Chicago's going to probably end up in bankruptcy. People forget in the 70s, New York went into bankruptcy. I'm not... But they're going to have problems in New York. California is going to be another major problem. They're not going to be able to afford the benefits they've put in place for these for the uh, government people because they're just they're too expensive. So yeah, you don't think there'd be a federal bailout like they bailed out the banks if all these uh, pension funds go insolvent? Uh, I I think there might be a, some type of bailout, but there's going to be some pretty heavy duty haircuts. Uh, the the people are in no mood to bail out reckless states like New York or cities like Chicago in this country at all because they they basically have let their tax rates get too high and and they've been just too reckless with money. So uh, any bailout's going to give haircuts and, and and the public there's very little tolerance for it right now. Thanks okay, for- so I should tell I should tell my uh, family members don't I mean it's nice to have a nice pension you think you're going to have but don't don't put all your eggs in one basket. Always have some backup somewhere. Yeah, no, I think that's the case. I mean, look, are they going to be cut off completely? No, but you could see some haircuts in those pensions. I, look, they're going to have to do something about this, no doubt. Okay. Thank you very much. Enjoy your program, and I'll keep listening. Thank you, Robert. How is Robert with some questions? If you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 at 713-339-1070. Tell what, we're t- coming up here in a quick break. Uh, if, if you haven't had a chance to go to the website, it's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. You can go sign up for the free report. We're talking a little bit more about the report when we come back. It's got the chart of the of the energy sector versus the S&P 500, which shows you that we're at historic low valuations in energy uh, as, as part of the S&P 500. Not valuations, but percentage of the S&P 500, which means all the money's piled up elsewhere like the vastly overvalued tech sector, which I would definitely stay away from. But tell you what, uh, we'll, we'll talk some more about that after the break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? 
At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, this is the last segment of the show, so make sure you get in, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. Here's an interesting thing. They had some different money-saving tips that people hate for retirement. Uh, And uh, a couple of them they talk about, and the one of them was uh if 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 you don't like where you live move somewhere else and and moving toward a lower cost uh location and and this is this is uh uh annual budget might cost x while st louis might cost 60% of that a foreign country could be even less we actually had someone come in our office that's planning to move to mexico when they retire but but a lot of people hate the idea of moving. Now, here's the good news. Houston is a cheap place to live. It's got good medical care. The people are wonderful. Yeah, it's a little hot. But I mean, if you can get through that, it's a great place. I, I actually just got off the phone. Really exciting. A friend of mine is coming back from California. And they just couldn't believe how expensive it was, how just incredibly regulated it was how how to do anything out there was just unbelievably difficult and how how just incredibly horrible the democrats had made the place and so they're coming back to houston and they're like they're like you know we just can't wait to get back i mean they were so excited they bought a house over the internet to get back here and in because houston is a great place but other places particularly up on the uh, east coast up up north it's awful expensive the taxes are completely outrageous so people move here but a lot of people don't do that because it's hard to move it's hard to get away from your friends 
Uh, but fortunately, this isn't as big a problem. But it, this is something that people really don't, don't want to hear. Is Now, it's real easy to get the advice, you know, why don't you move to, you know, the Caribbean or, you know, move to someplace really nice. Uh, but, you know, it's it's always – well, I'll tell you one thing in all my years of retirement – planning and dealing with debt retirees and managing money. One of the things that's actually uh, surprised me is how many people stay in Houston. We've had clients move to Georgia, move to uh, North Carolina, New Mexico, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brazil, different uh, Enormous numbers of them come back eventually. They like it there for a while, and then they come back. I mean, because it, it's tough to beat the price here. The people are great. Uh, it, it's just Houston is a wonderful place. It, it's just been a huge growth engine. Uh, and, and I was just really when you talk to people that, you know, moved were in California and then moved back. Uh, and you hear more and more talk, particularly when you go up around Austin, about all the people moving out of California and ending to Austin. So uh, I think this is a big thing going forward. It's really the taxation has gotten out of control. The regulation has gotten out of control. Unfortunately, Donald Trump is trying to do something about it. Look, uh, again, what happened in the market this week? Thousand point range, boom, it up and down all over the place. Uh, massive decline last week in, uh, you know, I think 3% or so, it, it, uh, which isn't massive, but an index is pretty big. We want to see how some things are moving in that environment because it gives us clues to going what's going forward. If you look at a couple things, I was disappointed. Oil dropped off. Uh, it was off about 2% this week. A lot of stocks were off. So oil, as people got spooked, oil sold down. I was, I was really kind of surprised at how, uh, the drop in oil, given, given the situation and the trade war and everything going forward. I Typically... Uh, well, a rising dollar is somewhat – oil's priced in dollars, so a rising price, a do, price of, do, of, of, of dollars could hurt oil. But really, oil was kind of a risk-off – has been become kind of a risk-off trade. Uh, I mean, a, 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 when it's risk-off, they sell it off too, like everything else. The inter, One of the interesting things, since October of last year, and we've been talking about some of the show, the precious metal sector, the gold and silver sector have been – when it's risk off, they, they, they those have gone up. They've moved counter counterintuitively to, to uh, counter cyclically to the market uh, in in these moves. And I think we're going to see this going forward. Uh, this week, uh, gold was up three and a half percent, and silver was up four percent when the market was down about one to a half a percent. And then the week before, if you look at it, it the market had a big sell off, and it went up some at, in, in face of a pretty substantial hits on 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 the market. We had some stocks drop in 5%, and it was up 1% or 2%, and then it moved up again this week. So, again, that hasn't happened up until before uh, after before October of last year when the market sold off, the gold and the silver had sold off. And so I think things are changing. I think people are, are they are seeing the, this currency war coming up. They're seeing these problems. The other one, the market had a big sell-off. Treasury bonds it, uh, jumped up. A, again, uh, looking at the, at the treasuries, the uh, 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 treasuries were down twelve basis points to one seventy three on the week. That's a six and a half percent drop on treasuries. That, that's on top of two weeks ago, treasuries at two point zero five percent on the ten year treasury. Now they're at one point seven three. That is a 
big drop. That's a huge drop in the Treasury yield in, in, in a very quick time. And again, when, when the market's selling off, when it's risk off in the market, they're going into Treasuries and they're going into precious metals. And so this this is, hey, we're concerned about the global economy. We want quality. We want safety. When it's gold, they're going, we think there's some problems out there. They, this is telegraphing that currency war that we're seeing out there. I am not in the the camp that we're going to zero interest rates on the tenure like some people. I, I still think you're going to see this inflation is going to start catching up with one of these zero interest rate countries. And and so again, when the market had to sell off, starting with the, when the Fed raised dropped the rates a quarter of a point, we said the market was going to sell off. It did, and then uh, unexpectedly, it, it, it the the president. Uh, put on the tariffs and the Chinese engaged in a trade in a currency war with us causing the market to drop pretty substantially it's come back up some based on 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 buying in here on corporate stock back buybacks and stuff but we think that's going to it's it's going to continue to have problems but but looking out uh, going forward, we still have to deal with the Brexit in October. We still have a very nasty trade war. We still got to deal with the Europeans on trade, and we still we're coming in. The political season is continuing to heat up, and so and the the U.S. economy is doing pretty well. the 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 manufacturing is clearly slowing in the United States, but the consumer, which is two thirds of the American of the American economy, unlike almost any other economy in the world, they're very positive. They're happy with how things are going. Low unemployment raises, things good, things are happening. Not so in Germany. Their economy is in trouble. They're, they're, they're barely above their half a percent growth over there. China, we don't even believe the numbers over there. We think their economy is in much worse shape. It's 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 weighted down with about 360% debt to equity, which is enormous. They're having to start taking over the banks. And, I, and the danger with China is either a run in the Chinese yuan where people try to get out, they're going to control that. I'm not sure they can control the peg on the Chinese dot on the Hong Kong dollar. And, 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 and that's one thing we want to watch. So a lot of disruption. This is good for gold. It's good for treasury. So this is, and it's not real good for the stock markets. You want to continue to be cautious in here. So something to, to look at. Uh, some other things we wrote about in the Max Out Savings Report we just sent out. Uh, again, we talk more about, we, we compare the, 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 the campers at Google Camp in in, in Sicily at the resort flying in on private jets to the people of Ethiopia planting 200 million trees in one day and you kind of who's going to save the planet who are just you know talking uh we talk we we uh, talk a lot about the end of indexing uh, in, in the report we t- I'm going to expand this over time I I think the indexing fad is starting to go away I I I I don't think it's people are still pouring huge amounts of money into indexing but if you look at it, it's a fad that is about 30% of the market right now. 34% of the money coming to the market is indexing. Uh, but if you study indexes, if you look at the United States, indexing is clearly the way to go. But if I look at some other countries, uh, let's look at Japan. They, they've got zero interest rates. Th- things ought to be pretty good. Japan, their their stock market topped in 1988. It had, it's gone. It's it's up kind of where it was since 1988, about the same spots. You've made no money in in almost 30 years over there. Uh, interest rates are negative, a negative 0.22 percent. Uh, well, actually, 22 percent. So effectively, zero interest rates on the 10-year 
and, and, and interest rates in 30 years have gone nowhere. So we're, if we're going to zero interest rates, it doesn't do you any good. If you look at some of the other countries out there, it's the same type of thing. If you look at Europe, their economies, their stock market. So if you're indexing in, in, in Japan, you've gone nowhere in 30 years. If you sit there and look at some other countries out there, it's Shanghai peaked back in 2007. It's still not above where it was, the Chinese market. Uh, and then looking at, at the, the, the German market, well, what do I have a long-term chart on? The Same with the CAC, the French market. The, you look at the Euro stocks market, uh, it, it hasn't gone in since 2008. It's, it's below where it was since 2008, so the indexing didn't get you anything there. And they have low, they have zero interest rates for the last decade, and, and you've got no growth out of, out of the stock market. So I think stock picking and value investing and other asset classes are, are, are going to get you where you want to be over the next 10, 10 and 20 years, not the indexing. And I think that's going to be one of the big surprises in the next decade. I, I think the precious metal sector could be one of the top in the next two or three years performance-wise. Uh, going forward, and I think other asset classes are going to do it. But so I think the I, I I think if you look at zero interest rates, they've not been good for stock markets. They they've been not good for the stock. European stock markets have been in trouble for a while. Their economy's in trouble. Hasn't gone anywhere for a decade. Uh, same thing in Japan with zero interest rates. So I really think. The the if we're going that route, that's not going to be good for indexing, and, and so you're going to have to be more of a value investor in picking things out. The interesting thing is value hasn't done as well over the last decade, but it's outperformed every other decade in the last fifty years, and so I think it's going to roll back into that sector. You can want to going forward, you're going to get dividends which people forget in the past have been about 43% of the total return on the stock market. And, and, and the, these big capitalization tech stocks have pushed markets up like they were in 1999. You've got a huge bifurcation between the growth stocks and your value stocks. And I think it's going to go back over to value in here sometime in the next year or so. And so this is something we want to watch. But for now, you want to have your defensive plan in place. You want to have higher levels of cash. You want to be in shorter-term bonds. Uh, you want to avoid high-yield bonds. And you want to avoid uh, a lot of longer-term corporates. Uh, and you want to stick with very high-quality corporates because it's going to probably be a, on the next slowdown. There's going to be problems in the corporate bond market. So – by staying out of these areas ahead of time, you we found that's always been the best way to go. In 2007 and eight, we thought the investment banks were going to fail. We wrote about it. We just didn't invest in the financial sector. And so we just avoided the whole problem. And I think you, you've got to view things like that in, in the junk bond market and somewhat in the corporate market. Later on, there's going to be fantastic opportunities in the corporate bond market. So anyway, that's so we're going to try to keep you informed. A couple things. If you need some help with your retirement, that's what we do at Max Out Savings and Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market. I'll be happy to sit down and uh, show you how we invest money using our value investing approach uh, to the markets. Uh, the, the, the evaluation, we'll do a, a kind of a back-of-the-envelope financial plan just to kind of see where you are at that time. and uh, It's free. So just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. If you haven't signed up for our free report or if you didn't get the Max Out Savings report Thursday, we just sent out the most recent one talking about the, the breakout of the currency war that we've been predicting for a long time, uh, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. The report is free. Free. So just we're not going to bother. We don't just we send you out the report. <clears throat> 
You can also catch the podcast by by uh, coming in and uh, by going to 1070 A&1070's website. Usually Monday, Tuesday, the new podcast are up, so you can also listen there. So a lot of things to help you out. Uh, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Remember our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Sorry, we got a couple calls coming in. Sorry, guys, I missed you. Uh, I'll take you off here if, if you have a question uh, uh, on those. Well, they're gone now. But uh, I'll take them off air. But uh, until next week, I hope everyone has a great weekend. And remember the motto again, to save aggressively, invest conservatively. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070. The answer. Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>